Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Yes, indeed, my friends. We are not quite there yet. But it's a good thing summer's finally going to arrive because it sure does feel like it out there. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I've got tomatoes that are set and ripening because, woo, I think it might be 80 degrees at night at my house next week. I'm not sure. That's not great for tomatoes. Now, for all those of you who are closer to, say, Memphis and much farther away, good morning, East Tennessee. How do, North Carolina? Hope you all are all well. Y'all are laughing because that's what y'all are doing right now. Everything's all the tomatoes and whatnot are setting. It's still going to be really hot. And for all of us gardeners, that means make yourself an opportunity this week to do some watering if you haven't already done so. There might be a shower. It's not going to make any difference. So just put it on your calendar to make sure that you do that. This and other sorts of information that can help with your green world are the subject of this program on Saturdays. You might be listening today live. Hello, good morning. Get your coffee. Come on, let's talk. Or you might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might actually be grabbing the podcast or downloading from On Demand at supertalk.fm. FM. However it is, I thank you. And I, of course, am Garden Mama, otherwise known as Nellie Neal. Now, one of the things that has happened in my garden this week is that a lot of bulbs have come up. You all know that I've been part of the flower giveaway for quite some time now, and it is just beautiful to see things that you don't expect. I've got dahlias that are a foot tall. They shouldn't do that, but under the right circumstances and yes with my good care i'm happy to say they're going to be beautiful i will have a fall crop of dahlias that will be just lovely what are you growing what's on your mind grab the phone super talk call line is triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven and of course the cell line is always here thanks to our friends at ceasefire six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five y'all have been really lighting it up the last few weeks i'm um I'm not embarrassed to say that, indeed, you have set records for me the last couple of weeks in terms of the numbers of texts and phone calls in this brief two-hour period. You're keeping me on my toes. You're keeping all my brain cells working. And as Julia Child would say, I'm learning something new every day. Uh, oh, we're already on the – well, good grief. There's always people coming in on the text line. So happy that y'all use that and are so happy with it as I am. Um, this is from our friends in the 662 area code. And, you know, of course, when you don't tell me your name or give me – your location i just make something up so this is this is going to be oh i don't know tommy and tupelo and i appreciate it good morning it's good to hear from you um oh that's funny i just read your joke from the other day now see y'all put jokes on here and sometimes i can tell them and sometimes i can't but i will i do know this and i hope you do too gardening is a very optimistic pastime i know when it's really hot 
I was watching a guy as I was driving into work today mowing, and you could tell that he was just trying really hard to get it finished. And so sometimes, yeah, it can be kind of a, a, a thing to do, but the higher optimism that is linked with longer life really does bear out across racial and ethnic groups in people that are quite frankly older than you or I more than likely some of you are kind enough to have survived that long and be listening to me but there's an awful lot of other folks that have things that they are not so optimistic about the studies being published in the journal of the American Geriatrics Society and of course it comes from the Harvard Chan School of Public Health we quote them around here quite a bit 25% of the people in the study this is more than 150,000 people in the study um this is great these are these are women ages 50 to 79 and they were followed for up to 26 years so this is at least their message is consistent, okay? I'm not going to tell you that every word of it is going to be what happens in your life, but we can understand that these things can apply to us. The 25% of people in that group who were the most optimistic were likely to have a 10% chance greater than other people around them of living past 90. That is indeed one of my goals. Of course, I would like to be here forever with you, but in in at least then, so... Think about it. Let's be more optimistic. I want to welcome in Will. He's kind of, you know, being being on the boss level here. He's kind of giving that sort of a blanche. Do you want to be here when you're 90, Will? Come on. I would like to be here. I don't know about right here, but I'd like to be here in the, you know, the, in the, the in larger the, on the sense. earth in yeah. larger sense when I'm 90, 100, Good 120. Morning. Thank you for being here today. Thank uh, you for having me in today. I've to got some in. questions as well oh, once good, uh, good. we get some time. Well, we will get to those because, trust me, everybody's got garden questions at this time of the year, including. Michael from Oxford. Good morning, Michael. Welcome in. What's on your mind today? Good morning. We got really behind on our tomato garden this year. We have other things in the garden as well. But the tomatoes got too big to put them in a cage at this point. Um, They're pretty set and pretty good size. What would be your recommendation for getting them off the ground at this point? And we've got probably between 25 and 30 or so. Okay. Um, There's two choices. One is to literally lift them with something else. In other words, you might take a a piece of 4 by 4 welded wire, a a piece of fencing like that, and just slide it underneath the vines so that they're elevated off the ground just a little bit. That helps. You actually will see people grow tomatoes that way in some parts of the world. The other possibility is to just come on in and put some kind of mulch on the ground to keep the soil problems that can wash up onto your plants. A combination of the two might not be a bad idea, but I agree with you. They get, I, I literally am looking at one of my stems today. It's as big around as my little finger, and I didn't get it woven into the cage, and it's literally going off like a rocket out of the whole situation, and I, right. I can't it's, touch it because it's going to break if I do. So I understand yeah, what you're talking about. If something like a Florida weave at this point, would it be too late if, for that? It, if you can, If they're manipulable, you can certainly do a florida weave now for those who don't know that's a they serious are, they are still a little a little young but some of them some of the pieces are bigger mm-hmm. we thought maybe that would at least folks at least that's it. for those that. of you who don't know that's a series of posts that are used in the commercial tomato world and they're really individual usually um plastic covered wire we try not to put hot wire next to, you know next to the the tomato itself but it's a it's another way of holding them up that is not as tall as a cage and allows for a lot more 
um, shall we say, verticality in a large group of tomatoes. If they're supple enough to do that, too, it will work fine. Now, I'll give you one more tip. Take off whatever leaves are within six inches of the ground anyway. When you get them what kind of mulch out. would you put underneath it at this point? At this point, if you Pretty had strong. hay, if you had hay or straw, that would be excellent. Because okay. what you're trying to do is just keep that soil-borne fungus from washing up every time it rains or every time you water onto those lower leaves. So by taking off the lower leaves and also lifting the plants and getting some mulch down, you can keep them a lot healthier, a lot longer. Okay, I appreciate it. All right, let me hear. Now tell me this: what varieties right. do you grow? So we've got this year. We have. Better Boys, Big Boys, Black Crim, Cherokee, Purples, and maybe one other. You are and then s- several different kinds of cherry tomatoes. You are singing my song. What a great bunch. Thanks for calling today, Michael. Oh, yes. we do have a couple brandy wines. That was the other. Now, are you going to – brandy wine is the one that I would absolutely, as well as really the, the Black Crims, please save some of your own seeds because however they do this okay. year, they're going to do better next year with seeds saved in your location. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you much. All right. Thank you. Ooh, tomato sandwiches all day long. <laughs> Doesn't that sound great? There's, I, I have, I have the oddest friends on Facebook. Hey, y'all. There's, but then a discussion, not in the Garden Mama group, but among individuals that I know about which mayonnaise is the appropriate one and which bread is the appropriate one for that tomato sandwich. I don't agree with any of them. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, dear me. Let's see. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Yes, you can. Janine's in Pearl. She wants to know if she can plant tomatoes in a container that had bell peppers in it last year. Absolutely. Only if you had grown tomatoes in that same soil or potatoes would it really be a big problem. Um, Yes, you want to amend the soil because you'll need it to be more nutritious, no doubt. What a beautiful mandevilla. I'm going back to uh, looking early, early on. That's really pretty. I love going back in y'all's checks and seeing what else there is. <laughs> Let's see. Um, this discoloration on this fern, I'm going to have to crawl up into the computer and try to look at it a little bit. I'll do that at the break. Okay. The fern, is, it's got one, one of them's got some browning on it and the other one doesn't. If they are not getting different amounts of sunlight, it, there's something else going on and I'll just have to climb up in there and look. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. Please do keep on going. You're so you're very kind. Y'all are very sweet to me. Ooh, you have a fairy ring in your lawn. This is a lovely picture. I love it when y'all send me pictures on the text line so I can see about it. We'll talk about that in just a moment as well. Um, let's see. Ooh, Mike's in Madison. Welcome in, Mike. What's on your mind today? Uh, yes, ma'am. I have a catapa tree. Uh huh. They put worms on it and. Yep. Uh, it's about two years old. It grows real fast, but uh, I hadn't had any luck keeping catawba worms on it. Got any ideas? It sounds like the truck is kind. Of, the tree, rather, is kind of young. It is, and it'll take three to five years at least for them to be able to see. What I think this is what happens when there's a particularly fondness, particular fondness. In other words, the catawba worms are going to eat that leaf, and that's where their whole life comes, and that's how you end up getting more catawba worms to go fishing with. But if the tree is so small that they would defoliate it and kill it, they don't do as well. So when they when the tree gets a little bit more under it, little you know, a little thicker girth to it and a few more leaves going on the top, I don't think you'll have any problem keeping them there. 
Okay. Well, you have to put them on yeah. there. Well, yes, generally speaking, you have to start them. But starting them on a younger tree, from what I understand, I've not ever grown a catalpa. I have enjoyed their company a couple of times, but okay. I've not grown one. But um, from what I understand, it takes that three to five years for them to be able to support the worms. Right. Okay. When they're young, and then let them go. Mm-hmm. Let them grow a while and then get for it. Then get the worms. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let me know if it works. Thank you, Mike. It's one of those things. There, there are a couple of other um, host species re- relationships like that that are equally important. That it takes a little while for things to get going. Tulip tree, for example, um, Liriodendron tulipifera, which is the the tulip poplar. Um, that that we all love because it has those beautiful orange flowers. And of course, it's it's a, a host tree, but not in its early years. And I, the theory is, it's not my theory, but I agree with it. The theory is that it would kill the tree for the the caterpillars to defoliate it at an earlier age, because the tree still has to photosynthesize in order to grow. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> I do love a pretty catalpa tree. They're they're they have beautiful beautiful leaves. Let's see now. We've got this is going on up here in Crystal Springs. She's got she has a large weed problem in Crystal Springs. We will work on that one this morning. Shannon's from Oxford. Yep, there's some more dead patches. This these lawns are just having tough. Um, yes, uh, Shannon, and I agree with you. Those particular spots do look very much like um, the, a dog has been con- visiting the same spot on a very regular basis. The way that we generally advise people to deal with that is first of all by if it's your dog walking them somewhere else but if it isn't and oftentimes it's not um, it's water 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 and if you can get out there and pour water on them and then start a grass the grass will grow back in but you just got to get the the fertilizer quote unquote the urine down deeper because it's burned the top of the of the grass at this point that's really amazing I think that's what that is. I think you're right. I think that's what that is. Hmm. Interesting. So many questions. Um, you know, Ray, I'm working on that plant. I've been looking at that plant all week, and I'm I'm hopeful. I almost know what it is, but I'm working on it. I looked at that one this week. Let's see. Um, a wind block for Corey. Wow, that, it's so hard to decide what you want to grow for a wind block. But since you want to use trees, I'm going to tell you to explore native trees. They will be the easiest to get established. They will be the most likely to live the longest in that setting. And there's both big ones and little ones. Because when you plant a windbreak, you're oftentimes trying to plant some trees. But in the meantime, you got to have a, a, a thicket in between them but while the trees are growing. So... Um, MSUcares.com, that's the website of the Mississippi Cooperative Extension Service. If you're in another state, your Cooperative Extension Service will also have one. But for Corey and Batesville, search that one up and then search up native trees. You'll find a great couple of lists. Dr. Bruzak and other people have done some great research in this. And they've also got it in there divided into what grows quickly, which is obviously what you're going to want to do. Now, if it's me, I'm going to do a combination of evergreens and deciduous trees because I'm going to want this to be not only interesting, not only block the wind, but be interesting to look at and also nurture the wildlife. If I'm going to plant 
enough trees to block the wind, I certainly want them to have a place to rest and nest and eat. So you're going to want some buried trees. You're going to want some trees that are evergreen. And you're also probably going to just want some that happen to be what you like. So start with native trees. There'll be pictures and lists and all that. That's all you have to do. Take a look and see what you think. And then if you come up with about four or five of them, I'll be happy to help you pick through what you're interested in in planting. But you need to know what you want, how tall, um, how, how big a space. You know, some people want a windbreak that's going to be, I don't know, 20 feet wide. Other people want it to be 50 feet wide. <laughs> Depends on how close your neighbors are, I suppose. So let me know, and we'll figure out some more stuff. Michael Clark, welcome in. Michael in Clark, welcome hey. in. Hello. How are you doing? Doing real well. What's on your cucumbers today? Yes, ma'am. How are you doing? Uh, we just came in from vacation, and our cucumbers were doing excellent. We actually have them growing over an arbor, but I I think it's aphids, but I really don't know what it is. Black spots, whatever. We dusted them. We sprayed them with seven dust. We've done everything. That we, I mean, we can think of, and uh, I, we just want to know what's going on. Okay, are the are the are the little bugs on the growing points of the like you know where the new leaves are coming out, or are they on the fruit, or where are they? The, 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 what, what's happening is that the leaves you have the black stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, you're seeing frass. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but you haven't seen the bugs yet. Are there any holes in the leaves? We have holes and leaves, and we have full leaves, and it's just a rack just thing. But okay. this thing looks like it's, it's like black, just black, just okay. Just, you know, if the if the um the seven hasn't taken care of it, it's probably going to be something that is kind of a complicated situation, probably with a fungus, but probably with a very very small insect too. If you can hang on, I'm going to talk to you about small insects and that black sooty mold. When you put your hand on that black sooty mold stuff, does it come off on your thumb? Uh, let me. Let me we are you go, well, you go not, check, and not, we're going to take a like, quick. It's, it's we're going to like take a. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk to you about your cucumbers. Hang on, Michael, because we got to step aside for just a moment. This is weekend gardening. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. 
The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Giving it your all on the court? Make sure you have the right partner by your side. Highlands Leg Cramps Quick Dissolve Tablets. America's number one leg cramp relief solution for over 10 years. No water needed. No stomach upset. Just fast, effective relief. Also available in caplets. Highlands Leg Cramps. It's a healthy competition and beyond. Available at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I'm enjoying watching the pictures. Wow, this is great. Uh, Clark's at Lake Caroline, and he's been collecting the pollen for his dragon fruits. He says last year he had many, many fruits cross-pollinating, got a lot going on. That's pretty. I love watching that. Um, I'm, I'm, I have to confess I only know like two ways to cook dragon fruit, so you'd kind of overwhelm me if I had that much. But it's a very interesting fruit, and I like it. I think the flowers are just lovely, just beautiful. 
Really, really pretty. Really, really lovely. All right, back to the phones. Let's see if Michael's still there. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you doing? Were you able to get the black stuff on those leaves to come off on your thumb? It does not come off, but okay. I plucked one of uh, one of the uh, younger leaves, I guess, and it has like little yellow bugs. Okay. On it. Okay. Yeah. If, and they're tiny. They're like the size of a pinhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Exactly. Um, those are aphids. And they can do, you're exactly right. They can do a lot of damage. And the reason why the seven doesn't work is because seven is for bigger mouthed insects like caterpillars and stuff. Um, What you need to get is, what what town are you in? Yazoo. Yazoo. Okay, that's fine. Go to a garden center and get something with spinosad in it. The, any of the big box Walmarts, any of those, you know, Lowe's, anybody, office, I mean, Home Depot, any of those places that have a garden give, center. Give, 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 me a, give me a generic name. That's the, well, that's the name that's going to be on the label. It'll be um, in, I don't know whose brand it'll be, but it's the name of it is Spinosad, S-P-I-N-O-S-A-D, just Spinosad, that easy. Or insecticidal soap, either one. Now, here's the trick to both of them. You're going to have to do it every eight days. And if it rains, you have to do it sooner. (laughs) No no, no, no problem. problem, Okay, they multiply every eight days, so you've got to hit them every eight days to break their life cycle. And the okay. if, if it rains in between, I usually try to go out, and, and particularly when I've had this big of a problem, go ahead and do it again. Now, if the leaves continue to fall off, get them out of the area because they probably aren't going to do you any good. They're not good for mulch when they've been destroyed like that. Okay? Okay. All right, I'll let like, me know. And then like, fer- yeah, fertilize look, look, the plants look, maybe. Have you. Fertilize the plants maybe next week, um, okay? Ma'am? Fertilize the plants next week. Oh, we don't need fertilizer. I promise you. Well, good. Yeah, That's oh, great. No, no, no. Yeah, we, 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 we had a raised bed garden and everything, and we got court, we raised quills and all that kind of stuff Super. like that. That's wonderful. That's the underline of our raised bed. I want to so see that. That sounds it, beautiful. It just, it just ran over the arbor and everything. <laughs> and uh, But we have, look, we have a couple more questions while I have you on the phone. All right. Uh, Gerber Davis mm-hmm. as well. And uh, we we are growing. I heard the guy before me. We are growing lemon bars. We have German black. We have. We, I mean, we have uh, all all different types of tomatoes. Wonderful. I mean, just everything you can think about. I mean, uh, and hold on, my wife wants to say something. <laughs> Hi, God, Mama. Good morning. Hi, nice to meet you. Good morning. Thank you. We, we just had a question on that Gerbera flower. How to grow it because it seems to be difficult to grow. And uh, uh, give, give us some tips about that okay. and the uh, Venus flytrap. Ooh, Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. The the hardest thing about Venus flytrap is that it's it can't be. It, it's it really is picky about being moved around. So if you, for instance, if you're growing it in a container, put the container somewhere and let it stay there. You don't want full sun, but you don't. You know, you also don't want it to be in the dark. So somewhere that's going to get at right. least morning sunlight, but it, it's not one that likes to be picked up and moved around too much. Um, the Gerber daisies, right. really the only thing about Gerber daisies, and, and this is hard for us, it, they have to have excellent drainage. The three plants that I have had for 
over 10 years in my garden are up on a little hump of ridge that shouldn't be there. It was something else died there, and I stuck the Gerber daisies in there and never moved them. But they actually are on top of other things, so they have great drainage. Right. So you can grow them in a container, in a, in a, in a container of course, or in a really well-drained raised bed. Okay, well-drained. Mm-hmm. Very well-drained. What, what, what? Does it do good with the peat soil? That peat, uh, the Gerber uh, yes. soil. Yes. Okay. Okay. One more question. Sure. One more question. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, by us living on Lush Hills, you know, we have different varieties of ferns, and we grow those on our front porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we go down to the lower levels down in the creek, and whatever the ferns get bigger, mm-hmm. and then as you come up the hill, they get smaller. So we have like four different varieties of ferns. Mm-hmm. They're thriving. You know, but we want to make them just really just flourish, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, uh, 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 you know, what do we need to do? The answer is real make simple. The answer is real, real simple. The answer is organic nitrogen. In other words, cottonseed meal or some other form of a fertilizer. When you look at the bag, it's got a big number at the beginning. <laughs> cottonseed meal is probably the most okay. available and most reasonable one for this particular purpose. But what if you had fish emulsion, for example, that would work. But we're trying. What we're trying to do okay. is feed those leaves, and that's really all that that's going to do. That plus making sure that you're getting some water out there when the weather is not accommodating. Okay. 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 All right. Great to all talk right. to y'all. Have we a wonderful day. I, I pro- Sir. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Love you. Thank you very much. Love you too. Good to hear from everybody. Yes, is one of my favorite places. Y'all don't know how much time I've spent in the cemetery there. <laughs> you make movies in Mississippi, you learn a lot about cemeteries. Trust me. Gerber daisies. I love growing Gerber daisies. I got to tell you, they're not easy, but once you get them in a happy place, they're going to be there for a long, long time. All right. Victorian Crystal Springs has got on, is on the text line this morning. She's got, um, some pretty interesting weeds around her garden, in her garden, and she wants to know what's the, what's the solution here. You're not going to like it. The solution is a hoe. H-O-E. All right. You gotta get those weeds scratched down to the ground and you gotta get mulch on top of them. I can tell by the, the condition of the garden that you, you, you don't do a lot of amending to the soil and therefore the weeds are gonna naturally be favored over the plants that you've added to that area. So therefore you gotta scratch those things down to ground level and get some mulch on top of them so you can get rid of that particular problem. I am not convinced by the by that you have got a, uh, a, fair, a a lawn problem that can be solved. You may have brown patch, and if it went away last year, then yes, go ahead and do the same thing that you did last year. I don't have a more reasonably priced solution, frankly, because I don't I don't know what you did last year. But I can tell you this: there are a couple of things that you need to know about brown patch. Brown patch usually does not occur in a circle like you have sent a picture of. Brown patch usually occurs in a patch. And it usually occurs in the same patch a couple years, and then it moves to another one for some reason or another. But it's also true that excess nitrogen fertilizer feeds it. So if you, our instinct is, oh, the lawn doesn't look too good, I better go out there and put some fertilizer out, that actually makes brown patch worse. It's not a good thing. 
And the other thing, of course, is that if somebody else mows your grass or if you use your mower to mow someone else's grass, you need to clean off the deck and the blades before you bring it back into your yard because you can bring brown patch in, but you can also take it out. So you you don't want to give it to somebody else and you don't want to increase yours by bringing in from someplace else either. The the chemical issues that they usually give you, you know, things that are either drenches or, or granular products will work for a time. It's just that the situation, it's a bigger problem than than just the world of the fungus itself. And, of course, with all fungus diseases like brown patch, we can control it, but we can't stop it. It's, once it's there, it's there. We can control its spread, however, and that's what you've been trying to do. That's what you tried to do last year. Now, I've answered your question, but I think you actually have a fairy ring. I don't think you have brown patch because it's circular, and generally speaking, that's what happens, and it, it's not something that is as solvable even as trying to deal with brown patch. So look up fairy ring and see if I may be right. Okay, see if you agree with me. Okay, okay. Sue and Loosedale on the text line, really, really good question that I'm not going to answer. Um, I don't identify fungi other than the ones that tear up your plants. I don't identify mushrooms. I don't um, – I, there's mycologists that do that. There's people all over the state. And, yes, we happen to be home to quite a few that are edible. I'm not going to tell you that it is or it isn't because I don't know. I'm not there. And I'm just going to say it. All mushrooms are edible once, but they may not be edible twice. So that's I, that's why I don't do that. I don't have – there isn't enough insurance in the world for me to tell you what that is or whether to eat it. So – there's no, no, I just don't, I'm not going to play that game. I've been in that argument with people for years and years. Well, don't you know, and don't you know, and don't you know? Well, what I know is what I know, but what I advise about it's sometimes something else entirely. And in this case, that's true. All right, let's talk about these two ferns. You know, I'm, I'm so stuck on what I just wor- witnessed this week. I got two pictures, two baskets, beautiful baskets. One of them covered up in flowers, Calabroca, really pretty things. The other one, lots of leaves, no flowers. They're hanging on opposite sides of the porch. So, well, she's fertilizing them every time the same. She's watering them every time the same. They were planted the same time. They're the same soil. They're the same size baskets. What's different? The only thing that's different is that clearly one side of the porch gets more sun than the other side. So I advised her to switch them, and we'll see if that helps. In this case, the the one fern, if the one fern is in more sun, it's drying out faster and it can cause the paling and the browning that you're looking at. On the other hand, if they're both in deep shade, there's a chance that you've got a fungus disease in that fern. So decide what the environment is for it. And if you feel like you need to treat for a fungus disease, go ahead and cut off as many of those fronds that, that are messed up as you can get to. Get them away from the rest of the fern. And then take a five-gallon bucket, mix up some fungicide, and dunk the whole business pot and and top and soil and all into that thing for maybe 10 minutes. Then pull it out and let's hang it back up and treat it in a a less – with a little bit more TLC, shall we say. On the other hand, if you go, oh, yeah, that one's in too much sun, cut the damage off, fertilize it, and put it in the shade and put the other one over there or put them both in a little bit less sun, okay? Oftentimes when there's no other – There's a lot of those things that say when there's no other obvious solution, Occam's razor, the most logical one is the one that's left. 
<laughs> the right one is the one that's left. If, if that's all that it is, is moving the one plant to the other side, you can certainly get that other fern to regrow. It won't be a problem. It will not be a problem. I just, I'm, I'm, Clark, I, my hat is off to you for not only for collecting the pollen, but for also taking such good photographs. <laughs> I have to tell you now, when you have night blooming cereus and you have dragon fruit and you have other things that get really large, um, Clark is sending you without even saying so. He's sending the best tip. You want if you if you've got your dad and he's growing these things and that you get him a garden cart that he can roll them around with. <laughs> this looks great. This is obviously if the weather's cold, he can roll the whole thing into the garage and roll it out in, into the sunlight in the springtime. That's great. Yes, tomorrow's Father's Day. And by the way. If you haven't done anything for your father or for the person that you consider a fatherly influence on you, the garden centers are open. (laughs) They are ready. They're waiting for you. They are full of cool stuff. Wherever you are, you can do that. Get yourself out there and see about it. Let's see now. Um, We're talking about this, trying to put a block around. Aha. Okay, I got more. This is from Corey in Batesville. This is, um, he lives in the middle of the open field. He wants to plant the trees. What he did before was killed in the flood. So he he put up evergreens, and I'm going to bet they were Leland Cypress because those are flooded. They're gone. You just watch them. It's like watching can, birthday candles go out and, 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 and your money fly away. It's so sad. But they can't take wet feet at all. Um, spruces and oaks work, or would you try evergreens again? I'm, I'm actually going to say not spruces. Because they're more sensitive to wet feet, water oaks, things, anything in that group that can take occasional wet feet is going to be a better choice for you. And we have lots of them in the native range. Um, I'm I'm never going to plant just one thing in that kind of windbreak setting because, frankly, they can, you know, if if it's all evergreens and and they start dying, then they're going to die. But if I've got a mix of things, um, I think of Ilex decidua, native native holly with with beautiful leaves, strong as can be, but it will also have bright red berries in the wintertime when there might not be anything else to look at out there. That in combination with some evergreens around the base, you know, I mean around the sides of that and along the whole length of the space that you're trying to cover, go in and go out, do some different things. It's going to be a lot more interesting to look at and it's going to be a lot easier to grow. I don't have a site to give you about mixed hedge, mixed tree plantings, mixed windbreaks, but maybe I better write one. Okay? All right. Saying good morning to my Tupelo, honey. Y'all take care and come right back because this is Weekend Gardening. everyone i'm bob welcome to the digging safety class hey bob you're here because you got caught digging before calling 811 i know and now i'm here instead of making a living i know man but it's the law so let's get started this is a shovel huh 
Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Ream. The new degree of comfort. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. The heat is up at Monstow Jackson during our sizzling summer sell-down. That's right, all summer long, the temperature is hot, and so are the deals on every Mazda in stock. It's time to transcend the ordinary with a new Mazda CX-5 and CX-9 with 1.9% financing for 36 months. That's right, 1.9% APR for 36 months on 2022 Mazda CX-5s and CX-9s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your trade, and we'll give you top dollar for it. Come take advantage of these scorching deals, because the heat is on. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility, located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See you for details with credit on select models. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com.
questions today on the ceasefire text line and it's so much fun talking to y'all on the super talk call line thank you very very much for that good question if i cut wisteria down to two feet tall which my house would mean taking out like 18 feet of it will it grow back oh yes it will grow back it will also grow underground so make sure you're aware of that um if you're going to try to train it though you you may want to cut it way back and then selectively go onto the arbor or the trellis or the whatever the fence wherever you're trying to get it to grow but yeah it'll grow back it's uh pretty hard to to kill terry from bogachita has a, a piece of advice for our catalpa grower he says that you got to have a way that worms have to have an easy way to get into the ground. I guess I didn't think of that. But, yeah, sure, if the ground underneath it is heavily compacted, you're, you're not going to get them. That's true. And similarly, if it's going to be two feet of water or something, that's not going to work either. So make sure that you've got a good, well-cultivated area underneath those catalpa trees. Um, I like that. Let's see. Oh, Joseph, that's a good question. I will have to look it up. I don't know. Somebody else might be able to tell us. Which sugar maple tree is it that has the brightest yellow leaves in the fall? I don't know. I I, I can guess, but I'll probably guess wrong. (laughs) I'll try not to guess. I'm happy to tell you I ran into somebody that um, said to me this week, you're still on the radio? I said, yeah, sure am. She said, you know, I, I just had no idea. She said, you, you, you were always so much fun to listen to. I said, I still am. <laughs> get up early. Turn on the radio. You'll find me. But it's funny how we so, we get so into the loop of what we do, all of us. I, I once lived way out in the country, uh, in Louisiana and was away for two years and came back to live in the same place. Went down to the neighborhood store, and the guy said, where you been? Hadn't seen you in a while. No, you hadn't seen me in two years. But everything seems the same because that's the loop. That's where you are. That's what you're doing. Um, I think that's – sometimes we talk about what should we be celebrating? What in the world could you find to celebrate? Well, this weekend, of course, we can celebrate a team from our state going to the Baseball World Series. We can celebrate our dads. All the men that we look up to and and care for and that have cared for us for all of our lives, guess what? There's always something to celebrate. Um, I, I just recently got pictures of a brand new baby that was born, frankly, weighing less than babies should weigh. And he's beautiful and he's going to be okay and everything's good. There's a lot of things to celebrate. Um, I don't know what you're celebrating myself, but I'm celebrating you're yourself, but I am celebrating so many things. The first thing is cherry tomatoes that are absolutely delicious and wonderful. The second thing is my cat that's 100 years old is still okay. <laughs> you go to the vet every now and then you think, well, they're going to give me the bad news. No, no, he's okay. There's so many things that we do in this world that go directly to who we are, and gardening's one of them. I have to get out really early in the morning now. You know, the first cup of coffee is in my hand because by mid-morning or so, I would just as soon be the writer that I am instead of the gardener that I am. It's nice to have those two parts of my personality. For those of you who have been worrying, though, I got something. I have some such good news. This is really something to celebrate, and I hope that you'll join me in this. Fish leather. Okay? We, we know about, you know, we know about alligator boots. We know about ostrich purses we know about all kind of things out there in the leather world but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could 
change the world's course by making leather out of lionfish. Now, this has been going on. They've been making leather out of things with bigger skins, okay, and tanning it because to tan the leather from a fish makes it possible to then produce the fertilizer from the rest of the fish waste, okay? But the lionfish is the most invasive fish in Florida right now. If you've not seen, bless their hearts, the chefs are trying to come up with more and more recipes. They're not real popular. And the the coral reefs are suffering. The people who have been divers there for years and years and years tell us that they don't see as many of the same fish. It's just not the same place that it used to be. It's all lionfish. And the lionfish have no natural predators, and they in turn have voracious appetites. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm hoping for a fish leather purse. I'm, I'm setting my sights on this. This comes to us um, from In Miami, which is a, a website that, that covers a lot of stuff. Coral-friendly sunscreens to protect the reefs are all good. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We can introduce more fish. But in some cases, that just makes more food for our friends, the lionfish. So they have been they've, – they've not only established a way to do this, but – they have also managed this week, just this week, and this is why it's news today, World Oceans Day was recognized, and the team came in as one of the nine finalists in the Global Ocean Resilience Innovation Challenge, which does not make a very good acronym at all. However, they set this up. What they're able to do is um, they, they dry them, they dye them, and then they sell the leather to the people that make things out of them. I'm telling you, I need a handbag. It's skin. The, the skin, yes, on a fish is very, very thin. I can hear you all saying this. It's true. But guess what? The fiber structure runs crossways, so it's very strong. I'm telling you, there's a there's there's a an answer. When we create problems, we humans, you know. Dumping lionfish into the ocean was not a smart idea, but people did it for a long time before it became a big problem, which it is now. Outgrows your aquarium, you just let it go. No, don't do that. But that's what they did. And in addition to that, the lionfish were really happy to see one another and made a whole lot more lionfish. So we have to find a way to deal with it. We started it, and good news is we're finding ways to get past it. I like it. I think that's wonderful. I'm going to look up that sugar maple for you. Um, oh, this is adorable. Paula from Caledonia. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. She's uh, complimenting my neighbor. I, uh, if you follow me on social media, and I hope you do, my neighbor makes wreaths. And this one has a pair of garden-printed crocs on it that he made for me, along with a few other wonderful things. She's got Plant Mom. This is a beautiful mug. I love that. That is so cute. Paula from Caledonia. And um, Brian's in Louisville. He's got some leaves on the, uh, looks like a pepper plant, maybe. Is that a pepper plant? Yeah. And we'll, 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 I'll get into what you can do about that. The first thing to do, of course, is to wipe them off because you've got some bugs. But then you need to get some insecticidal soap. And I think you may also need um, maybe a spinosad or something because I can't tell what's causing that spot on the leaf. It's a little blurry. But I'll climb up in the computer and see if I can look at it closer when we get a chance here during the break. We've got no evidence coming up for you when and where and how chickens were domesticated. If you are a subscriber to my newsletter, 
You know that I'm celebrating Delta Snow Flocks this week because it bloomed for the first time in my garden. I'm very happy about that. It's a beautiful, beautiful plant when we can talk about that in the next hour. And also, frankly, I've gotten some new um, subscribers just here lately because I keep saying, if you want to hear from Mama more than once a week, you need to subscribe to my newsletter. It's very personal. It's it's every bit as unusual as the broadcast because it's about it's me. I just write what I'm interested in and what I'm reading and what I'm doing in my garden this week. And, you know, you might want to read along. Come with me. Why not? If you want to get in touch with me when I'm not here, it's mama on air at Yahoo dot com. But I got to tell you something. We're lucky enough. They gave us another hour. We'll be back just shortly with more weekend gardening. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required by state and federal regulations. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
MGM Resorts is planning to sell the Gold Strike Casino in Tunica to Cherokee National Entertainment Gaming Holdings for $450 million, saying they want to focus on a single resort, namely the Beau Rivage in Biloxi. Jay McDaniel, the executive director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, says you don't have to make an investment of this magnitude unless you believe you'll recoup that. I don't think that this is uh, any indication of a, of a problem with it. I think what you're seeing is uh, the Cherokee Nation wanting to uh, diversify in other states. They looked at our state. They looked at a target that was valuable to them. Uh, and I believe their intention is obviously to try and grow that market. You don't come in with that kind of money and just try and, and status quo. Since the property isn't on tribal lands, they'll be licensed and regulated like other state casinos. The transaction is expected to close in the first half of 2023, subject to regulatory approvals and other customary closing conditions. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel chainsaws and blowers to trimmers and edgers, our gas-powered equipment starts at just $149.99. Whether dad wants a hard-working tool for a project or a yard he can show off, find the gift he'll love to use. Visit our Father's Day gift guide at steelusa.com slash gift guide. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Jackson's police chief says his department is a 100 officers short, and he's asking for help. Agriculture Commissioner Andy Gibson moderated a crime summit last week. He outlined two key factors that need to change. A lack of cells to hold criminals after an arrest and... In 2016, the city of Jackson entered into an agreement with the ACLU. Basically, they agreed not to uh, arrest or not to jail people for misdemeanor crimes. So you have a generation now since 2016 of young people who've come up committing misdemeanors, which can be fairly serious crimes, robbery, burglary, so forth, with no, no enforcement. Gibson is hoping to follow up with another summit in August. So we want to have action, not just talk about this. And on my first bullet point here is ACLU uh, decree, consent decree. Uh, find out exactly what needs to happen to get that reversed or, or mitigated. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The College World Series is underway in Omaha, and the Ole Miss Rebels are there. In fact, they'll take on the Auburn Tigers tonight at 6 o'clock first pitch. 5.30 is the airtime of the Ole Miss Baseball Network. The Rebels come in at 37-22, and 22, while Auburn comes in at 42-20. and 20. Ole Miss took two from Auburn to open Southeastern Conference play back in March. One other team in action today is the Arkansas Razorbacks. They'll take on the Sanford Cardinal, who is 47-16. and 16. Arkansas is 43-19. and 19. That'll be at 1 o'clock this afternoon in Omaha. Of the top 16 national seeds, only four made it to the College World Series. Stanford, the number two national seed. Texas A&M, the number five national seed. The Texas Longhorns at number nine. And the Auburn Tigers at number 14. Top seeded Tennessee was knocked out by Notre Dame. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi.
In Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago, I wasn't sure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The 49th Annual Mississippi Association of Coaches Hall of Fame Induction and Awards Banker took place last night in the class of 22. Willie Collins coached football, track, volleyball, and powerlifting at Provine Forest Hill and Brandon. Don Lee, championship football coach at Bay High, East Central, and Picayune. The late Jimmy Mitchell will be inducted posthumously. Football coach and teacher at Winoma, Okeechobee, Florida. Kosciuszko, Tupelo, Pontotoc, Etiwamba, HS, and Corinth passed away in 2018. Shane Montgomery coached basketball and softball at Tremont, North Pontotoc, and Ripley. And Dean Shaw, 23-year basketball coach at Harrison Central and Picayune, inducted into the MAC Coaches Hall of Fame last night, bringing the total number of members to 258. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Woo-wee. This is the time of the year for squash and flocks and tomatoes. And yeah, okay, we can argue about mayonnaise if that's what you want to do. No, you don't want to hear what I like. Trust me. (laughs) None of y'all do. (laughs) There's a lot of choices out there. And, yes, we just just well, what I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. Um, I was talking about how I wanted to talk about chickens because there's some good research about where they come from. And I don't know how come some, some of us love them so much. But. But what a great comment. There's sometimes this text line is just so much fun, y'all. Come on. Do you know that the chicken is the only living relative of the T Rex? I thought that was my great uncle, but never mind. Um until another, you know, moment. Pulling together the pieces of the first hour into the second hour. Always a lot of fun. Beautiful soybean planting going on. That's nice. That's nice. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. Look at that gorgeous flocks. That's pretty. That's Robert Poor, I believe. If it doesn't have mildew on it, it's probably the one called Robert Poor. For those of you who are saying that sounds familiar, you've seen his name. He designed a lot of. He's a landscape architect in Mississippi. Designed a lot of things. That's why you've seen that. Oh, one more question laying over from the previous hour about a sugar maple that turns yellow. 
Look for the varieties of that are. It's still Acer Saccharinum, which is Saccharinum. Saccharinum, yeah, which is sugar maple, but it's silver maple is, I believe, is the one you're looking for. There are a couple of different varieties, and I was trying to see if I could find the one that I actually like myself, but I don't. I'm not able to find the picture of the one that I like. But I do know that there are only a couple of silver maples that grow in Zone Eight, which is where you live, and that's the one that you're looking for for the brightest yellow color. Okay, okay, gorgeous trees, lovely, lovely trees. And indeed, um, the small one is the okra and the other is the bell pepper. Okay. Talking to Brian from Louisville on the text line. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I can see that it's the okra, but the okra looks like it's, they both look like they have either an aphid or some such thing as that. If it's, if you haven't tried insecticidal soap yet or spinosad, I would do that. And I do it now and I do it again in eight weeks, I mean, eight days rather, for three different at three weeks along the way for three intervals because these are very small plants and the aphids will take gross advantage of them. They'll dehydrate them. The next thing you know, you'll see little spots all over the place and stippling and everything else. So that's what I would do. I still, this is this picture of your yellow, what could be blight. It's just too blurry for me to be able to bring up and I pull it into a larger frame. It's still too blurry. However, I can tell you that if one or two leaves on your bell pepper or your okra or anything else get a little bit of blight on them, just take them off and throw them away and watch to see if any more occur. Oftentimes they do not. Oftentimes we're left with a better situation. Um, Beautiful sandwich that looks lovely. You know, quoting Guy Clark, uh, what would life be like without homegrown tomatoes? My quote from him is, there ain't nothing in the world like Lettuce, tomato, <laughs> all of that. I don't know if any of you have ever seen Guy Clark perform, but he's magnificent in person. And, in fact, this is the, the, the tomato business is the least of his talents. <laughs> so just so you know, um, I would like to plant some Japanese red maples. How would you suggest getting them started? Well, it depends on which ones that you're going to do. If you're going to do Japanese red maples, generally speaking, they need drainage, but they also need rich soil. There are a few that can tolerate less than that. But for the most part, the Japanese maples are they're kind of a boutique tree. They'll grow well, but they need some good attention at the beginning of their life. Um, I grow one in a container because it's a small tree, and I'm about to have to lip, lift the container. It's a, it's a beautiful plant that sprawls, and uh, it's just gorgeous, but it's, it's outgrowing its space. I'm going to have to do something about that. But, yeah, red, Japanese red maples are just lovely plants. There's no reason not to do that. Well, 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 hadn't heard from you in a while. The bully in Biloxi is with us today. The, um, yes, they are. They are probably drowning. It's a beautiful planter. If it has drainage in it, it's a little better. But, yes, the two inches a day, it, it, you know, it, it, it's going to kill these annuals in this container. I would suggest that you put another container, take the, take the dirt out, Put some gravel in the bottom of this planter and set a container inside of it that has the flowers in it that you want. First of all, when you have a big storm coming, you can take the thing and put it up on your porch or take it out of the way of the rain. But secondly, it will drain better. And so you might have better success with that. What a good looking planter, though. I like that. I like that very, very much. Very good. Interesting. Hmm, fun. Oh, talking about that flocks. Um, somebody sent me a text and said, what flocks was that? 
Well, that was Robert Poor a moment ago, and before that was Delta Snow. Um, these are, I, I don't, there are very few plants that I have never had access to that I want to grow, and Delta Snow Flocks has been one of them. So when I was given a piece, when I was given a plant to deliver to someone else, thank you very much, Leland, um, I did take a piece of it. I told everybody that I was going to take a piece of it. And in fact, I did, and it has turned into, in the two years, year and a half since then, it has turned into a beautiful, beautiful stand of this phlox, and it finally came into bloom. Um, the, I love this particular article about this. The, the writer is from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, but she understands what we're facing here in the Deep South, too. She says that her two favorites of this phlox paniculata, which is what these are, um, which are three to five feet tall, mine are at least five feet tall, uh, pink, purples, and whites, yada, yada, yada. Her two favorites come from Mississippi. That's right, where mildew is a part of life. <laughs> and I feel like she knows us. Um, there's some on my house. There's a lot on our plants. And last year, rather, last earlier in the year, right after all that wet winter, I was beginning to think that the whole world was going to be elephant ears covered up in mold, but they, they, they turned out to dry out okay, and they're lovely too. But mildew is a big problem. Lynn Libus Bailey brings us Delta Snow, and um, she, she's, of course, well, anyway, I've talked about her before here. It's Phlox paniculata, beautiful white flower, pink eyes, just gorgeous, gorgeous. And they're so fragrant, I, I only cut two and put them in my house, and when I walked back in the house, I was surprised at how odiferous it was. It's a clove-like smell that I really like a lot, and it was delightful to have. I've also got a couple of Asiatic lilies that have a similar sort of scent, a sweeter scent, but they're on the other side of the house, so I knew it was the flocks. And, of course, um, Gail Barton named Robert Poor. But these are the things that nobody gets when you you go to look up you can find for those of you who are into the weird perennial world the tony a vant plant delights nursery and all that you'll see these plants there you'll you might find robert poor in a local garden center but you seldom find delta snow and so i'm happy to have it and let me know if you grow it we will we'll form some sort of coalition of people that like this plant i don't know why everybody doesn't have it it's not that difficult to um, to figure. It just hadn't been made available yet. Oh, that's lovely. That's really pretty. I'm telling you what. That's a that's really pretty. Y'all just y'all send the prettiest stuff. <laughs> Gorgeous. Let's see. Um, going to climb a trellis and along in, in that really hot area but comes back every year with some beautiful flowers. I'm I'm going to suggest that if you have a morning sun space that you go with any of the clematis, particularly the autumn clematis, which is a bushier plant that you can cut back and go d- d- direct it any place you want it to grow. But if you if you're also looking for um height, depending on how tall your porch is, you can't beat trumpet vine. Okay, so either one of those is going to bloom every year and do very well for you. Carolina jasmine is a good one. You know, those are all good choices. It really depends on how big a space you have. If the space is smaller and tends to be east-facing, clematis is probably going to be a stronger choice for you. Um, 
if you want to get into a reseeding annual vine, there's plenty of those. But I'm I'm a clematis girl myself in that kind of setting. I think that you'll find that you like it. Let's see. We did Brian's. We did this one. Okay. There's a, y'all are just so busy today. This is fun. Um. <laughs> Jeff has been entertaining me with pictures of his Saturday harvest. He says that it's getting a little slower now, but uh, the heat's taking its toll. Jeff, I can see that, but i got to tell you, Jeff, it's just beautiful. They're lovely, lovely, lovely. Tomatoes and peppers and eggplant that would impress my mother and that would that's hard to do so there those are gorgeous she she liked nothing better than the new orleans market eggplant the variety because it literally was as big as the casserole dish you know? <laughs> I mean, it's literally this huge thing and when you cut it in half and start taking out the eggplant itself and then make the stuffings and whatnot for it you can feed eight nine people with a great big eggplant she was always in favor of that Andrea's doing something's eating the um, ends off of the newly planted zinnia seeds. They had diatomaceous earth around them. Can I spray the little baby seedlings with seven, or is there something else I can spray on the babies? I would look first of all for um, really basic the slime from slugs, because small plants that are tender like that—that's the, the first vulnerability. Now I don't know how to tell you this, but deer will also eat. They're, they're very fastidious. will come in and eat the softest, tenderest, newest growth. That, there's also that. And, of course, there's a lot of things in between. But if you're not seeing the pest and they're just being bitten off entirely, look for some slime trails and look around. Make sure that if you, if you have a hole in the fence that they're not getting in there. Um, that's so pretty. I wouldn't spray with seven. I, I don't think that that's going to help um, if it's... If you have a repellent, you might want to do that. But I think it, the bigger problem is, is just going to be figuring out that it's not slugs because they did have diatomaceous earth around them. They shouldn't have been able to get there, but sometimes they do. And, of course, the deer are not phased by that. Okay? Okay. Something else to consider. <laughs> All right, now, more about those chickens. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with chickens. I, I don't have chickens. I've told you all before, I think, that... There's too many dogs in my neighborhood. My fences are not good enough. Um, but I have lived around chickens a lot in my life. And I have to tell you, there's nothing much more fun than collecting eggs when you get the chance to do that. It is, in fact, a really big piece of research for the University of Exeter, but places all around the world trying to figure out how how chickens have been perceived over time. And it's, it's I mean, 3,000-plus years, Okay. There's an association with rice farming, and indeed, maybe that's where it started. They found that chickens were initially regarded as very exotic, that they might come in and eat some bugs for you, but they weren't going to be anything that you would consider eating. Other people have claimed that chickens were domesticated a lot longer ago, but we're looking that they've been present in Europe for at least 7,000 years (laughs) now. That's all wrong. Turns out everything you knew is not true um, when it when it comes to our friends, the chickens. Southeast Asian Peninsula, like so many things, 1500 B.C., they were then transported across and through the Mediterranean. Basically, if you have the path of the Phoenician bead traders, you know, through Greece and, 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 and all of that, you're, you're in the same place as the chickens. It makes sense. 
All those people would have wanted to eat, too. Debbie, you're in Wesson. Tell me about your potatoes today. Hey, Debbie. Good morning, Miss Nellie. How are you today? Doing well. What's on your mind? I saw a PBS special on TV yesterday about growing potatoes with a process called aeroponics. Okay. And the potatoes were not in dirt at all. They were in this vessel, I guess you would say, that um, had a lid that would close on it, and um, the potatoes just grew on that uh, table part of it. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with anything like that? Sure. Um, there's a lot. There, there's a way to grow almost everything without soil. And in the case of potatoes, because we have so many, you know, the... I have family, I mean, everybody, we all understand the Irish potato famine, okay? That was a fungus disease that ate up the potatoes. So if we weren't growing them in soil, they wouldn't have had that problem. Many of our ancestors would not have left Ireland, probably. But Do you have any idea how much of of basically a small aeroponic system might run? Oh, no. I don't have any idea. There's too many products out there for me to begin to tell you. But what I will say is this. If you will put yourself on YouTube just briefly and search up aeroponics potatoes, you will literally see not only what they look like, what the units look like, but there will be videos of people using them so you can decide what's going to be the easiest one for you. And believe me, all those people have opinions. They'll tell you what they got, where they got it, and that you'll find one that you like or maybe even two, and then you'll have an opportunity. It's just such a great wealth. It's like going to the library except you can see it instead of having to thumb through books. So there's there's somebody growing. Joe Gardner does this. He's one of my favorites. But his he's not exclusively this. He does so many other things. But if you just will go up in there and search out for some videos about it, you'll find out what you want to know in much less time than I could begin to try to talk to you about it. There is a way to grow everything that we eat and everything that we love, like flowers, outside of earth, outside of dirt. We, I don't think we'll necessarily be growing all of them on the space station, but a lot of the research into it has been because we understand that one day we might need to grow food apart from our soil. And in your case, potatoes are a good candidate. Okay, thank you. Good to hear from you, Debbie. There's, it's, it, I'm presuming that everybody has Wi-Fi, but if you don't have Wi-Fi, talk to a friend that does because there's a there's a world of things. Talk about trellising tomatoes. Talk about the Florida weave. All of those things are literally on YouTube with somebody that is so excited and passionate about it. Now, you may look and it's got 10,000 views. You may look and it's got a half a million. You may look and it's got four views. So what? If it's the information you're looking for, I'm glad it's there. Makes a lot of sense to me to put out stuff that you need to talk about. If, of course, you are one of my patrons and if you are in my social media world, you get videos from me, but you're not going to get potato, potato hydroponics or potato airponics out of me. That's over my head. Trust me, it can be done though. And you'll find somebody that'll walk you through all of the steps. Like, I'm going to walk out of here right now with Lucinda. Come on now, let's get right. This is Weekend Gardening.
just asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. And Does your driveway need a little spring because your tired vehicle has sprained its sprung? Well, then you need to bring your brung to Pinnacle Motors. Steve Owen and the friendly staff at Pinnacle Motors can up your game and get your ride back to where it should be. If they don't have it, they'll work for you in finding the best pre-owned car, truck, and SUV that's been inspected and has a warranty. They're also still buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Giving it your all on the court? Make sure you have the right partner by your side. Highlands Leg Cramps Quick Dissolve Tablets, America's number one leg cramp relief solution for over 10 years. No water needed, no stomach upset, just fast, effective relief. Also available in caplets. Highlands Leg Cramps, to healthy competition and beyond. Available at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. 
bunch of photographs y'all have sent me today. I'm not sure this is in Hattiesburg, so we'll just say that it's Harvey because we don't have a name. I'm looking back through some older texts, but I'm not running upon your name. Um, interesting. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm having a little trouble finding your name, but your tomato plants. The, it, the, here's the thing. The tomato is going to take a long time to ripen. We talked about this before. Week to 10 days is nothing. It can, it, as long as it's beginning to get lighter green, which this one looks like it is, it's going to go ahead and ripen unless you have stink bugs. And they mess up the ripening, and you will see that. But you don't have stink bugs. What you've got is, to my way of looking at these plants, this is just a not thrifty growth situation. Yeah, they're a little bit wilted. They're clearly the soil around them is dry. And I can't really tell if that's pine straw mulch or what's around them. If it, if it's pine straw, the whole situation may be a little bit too on the acid side for the tomato plants. But the thing to do is once they begin to start getting a little bit lighter green around the, the stem end, and then they begin to get just that first little hint of pink shoulder, which I know sounds funny, but that's what it's called in tomato ripening. At that point, you can, in fact, take them in and they'll ripen completely. You can put them in sooner, but you have to put them in a brown bag in your house. So you can get, we're going to get the tomatoes ripened, and they'll be just as delicious because they were ripened on the vine. But the plants themselves, I believe, are struggling for two reasons. First of all, there's not there's not a regular enough water supply going to them. Uh, for some reason, it's, if it's drip, it's not enough. If it's been um, intermittent, I don't, I'm, I can't really tell how you've watered them. But they're not strong enough. They're not making what they need to make. So you may have not be fertilizing either. I would do both of those things before I plant it again in this area. I would do a soil test. But right now, I would pull the mulch back, give them some fertilizer, water down by the base of the stem really deeply for maybe as long as thirty minutes. Slowly, just get them really hydrated. Give them a little fertilizer after that, and let's see if we can't get them to green back up and get going again. At this point in the year, of course, we're looking at nighttime temperatures that are too um, warm for the tomatoes, even if they are able to bloom, too, for the, too warm for them to set fruit in most of most areas of the southeast. So at that point, what we're trying to do is grow healthy tomatoes for the next crop. That's why it's 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 kind of a win-win. If your tomato plants are in good condition, you just continue to grow them and keep them that way, and then you get the first tomatoes at the end of the summer for the fall crop. But if your tomatoes are meh, meh, not so good, this is the perfect time to get them out of there, do the soil test, find out what you need to do, and find another spot because we don't want to repeat tomatoes in the same soil twice so that you can plant your crop in July for the fall and have a new start. A lot of places, you know, we, we think about how bad it is for us, but think if you only had one shot. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about my dear friends in, in eastern Tennessee. When they plant their summer garden, it either grows or it doesn't, and then it's fall and winter again, okay? So for those of us who have a wider system, a wider uh, season, rather, we can plant two tomato crops just like we can do two squash crops, four or five zinnia crops, you know, whatever we're doing, we can grow all the way through. And, frankly, 
we don't, but we should because we would have so much more. A lot more people are interested in that now. Um, you know, <laughs> can you put chickens in my garden spot? Um, well, Brian, I'll tell you what, chickens, there, there isn't any problem with having chickens as long as you have a fence and your dogs can't climb or nobody else's dogs or foxes or whatever can climb the fence. Chickens are not hard to live with, not hard to be around, but they're, they have a lot of enemies, you know, besides the stew pot. They have a lot of enemies out there. Oh, boy, fried green tomatoes for dinner coming on now. This is great. Let's see. Now, this one, who, what do we have? And we're having fried green tomatoes coming up for dinner with buttermilk ranch dressing. That sounds pretty good. I got to tell you, that sounds pretty good. Y'all are so fun. Y'all send me the best things. Oh, and I knew this was going to come back. I love it when I throw something out and you bring it back to me. How do I get rid of the stink bugs in my tomato patch? Okay. This time of year, we're seeing a lot of stink bugs. If you have any idea in your head what a shield looks like, usually has a point, goes out on two wings and then comes down and, you know, so that you could put it and hold it in front of you and something couldn't hit you. Well, that's what a stink bug looks like. It is shield shaped. Yes, there are good stink bugs and bad stink bugs. Guess what? We have way more of the bad guys than we do the good guys in our part of the world. For that reason, once you see them, it's time to get them off the plants. Now, there's two ways to approach this. One is to pay a child five cents a piece to go and pluck them all off of the the plant and put them into a bucket with a little bit of bleach water or whatever you you know how you, however you want you can do it in soapy water so that they drown. Okay, that can cost you a bit. But it's also a pretty good way to get the kids some money you were going to give them anyway. Now, it's the second way, and the way that I'm going to do first is take something like a white sheet, a bed sheet of something that's a solid color, and go out and put it underneath your plants early, 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 early in the morning. Like when you go out to pick the figs or the blueberries so you can beat the birds, go out early, early, early. Most of the time, stink bugs and other kinds of beetles that live on the plants are really slow. So when you put that down and you go and shake the plant just a little bit, you'd be surprised how many things will fall off that you can then gather up the sheet and get them out of the garden without any further use of pesticide or anything else. But you do have to take them out of the garden. If you leave the sheet there, they'll just crawl back up on top of the plants when they wake up. So don't let don't do that to yourself. But one of the things that's really funny to me is we don't think about it until we see the problem coming. That's one of the reasons why we do good spacing between tomato plants. That's another reason why we might put two tomato plants over here and two over there and something else in between them, you know, so that the stink bugs can't just move from one to the other. But do that physical control and then remember our friend Spino said. Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, I'm not being paid by Bonide to say it, but that's a really popular one. However, in the Nature Guard line of Fertilome, which is another one that's available at independent local garden centers, I really, really like the product that has both spinosad and insecticidal soap in it. You can use it for just about anything and, and take care of these problems. It's really that simple. Um, they don't pay me to say that either. <laughs> they probably should because I've sold a lot of it for them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Horsefly infestation at the edge of the woods. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know, there's not a good answer to this. Luckily, they're they're, they're not going to be there for very long. For the most part, they come and go. But, yes, it is an issue, and it can be a big problem, particularly if you have 
I mean, if you have horses, clearly it's a huge problem. The the horse owners spend a lot of time worrying about it. I don't honestly know what to do with an infestation that's in your woods, except to try and disrupt where they live. And that we do that for everything that we're trying to get rid of. That would be my best suggestion: is figure out where they are staying. Same way you would do maybe with white flies, except that the white flies won't won't bite you. Um, but when you figure out where they nest, it's a lot easier to control the population. And, of course, seven or something like that will do it, but you just have to um, – well, that's not true. I don't want you to use seven for that. But there are, there are things that will control them, but the problem is that they're horse flies. They have a different life cycle than you do, and they're more interested in surviving. So find out where they're living. That's the first thing. Okay? Okay. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call line, and six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Y'all have been just burning up the ceasefire text line today. Um, for our <laughs> for, for Andrea, if the deer are eating your zinnias, don't feel bad. They also eat baby okra. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know they would do that, but they do. How do I stop corn from tasseling? Um. You're not going to like this. You can't. Uh, How do you stop the river from flowing? Okay. How do you stop the sun from coming up in the morning? Fortunately, you can't stop those things. Once the corn goes to tassel, that's where it's going to go. If you have struggled through it, in other words, if you have not fertilized it and not watered it, it's going to tassel sooner and maybe not make good corn because it's tasseling just like anything goes to making its seeds. It's going there because it wants to survive. It's trying to propagate the next generation. And so if your corn's tasseling early, the thing you needed to do was a while back. And I'm sorry to say there's not anything you can do to stop the tasseling once it has begun. It just that just doesn't happen. Um, Big Mike loves chickens, and he has sent me down. Well, it must be the rabbit hole, but except that it's the tic-tac-toe chickens in New York City that I had heard about all my life. I was hoping I could find out that they were still there. He, he referred to that. But indeed, no. <sighs> yes, you used to be able to go put a coin in a slot and, the, the, and play tic-tac-toe with the chicken. <laughs> things you never thought you would say on the radio but i've seen that before and it's not there anymore so anyway what didn't nothing happen they started having chickens doing this and then it was considered i guess it was they didn't want the chickens to have this on their resume is all i can tell you they, they didn't you know they didn't feel like this was appropriate that's really something oh my goodness <laughs> All right, I'm going to look. I love this pride of Barbados. I I don't know what, I don't know that you're doing anything wrong, Papa D. He sent this beautiful picture, and he says, my sisters are 8 to 10 feet tall, and I'm jealous. His means his sister's plant is 8 to 10 feet tall, and they are gorgeous. I, I think maybe in Austin it's just enough drier than it is in, in, in past Christian that it probably doesn't, it probably can can get a little taller and and grow a little quicker without getting as big a leaf, and that may be what happens to it. But it's a beautiful plant. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, oh, hey, James. <laughs> Look, we're talking about James's tomatoes. Um, yeah, he's got pine straw as mulch and uh, dried out straw. Doesn't it doesn't change it much? It's just my concern about the pine straw as the mulch is that if you're using it as pine straw mulch, it may have been you may have been using it or somebody may have been using it in that area for a long time. And when you do that, it does slowly over time acidify the soil. 
So it, it, it also, the other problem with pine straw mulch is that when it's small pieces like this, it's old and used, it can actually be absorbing the water that you're trying to get into the plants below it if it's more than about a half an inch thick. And it's usually more than that because you're trying to keep the weeds down. So that that would be my concern. Um, anyway, good good questions. Waters with a watering can is probably not deep enough. You're probably right, especially now. Um, pull the mulch out. Water more consistently. Good, good to do. Good to do. And if they don't get better, pull them out and replant in a different spot in July. You're exactly right. You you took exactly what I said. That was great. I love that. Um, my my parents were both teachers, educators, administrators, all that sort of thing in the education world, and they said to me that. The most wonderful thing that ever happened was when somebody came back and actually said, gave you back the answer that was something you had said in a lecture, you know, two weeks before when that essay question comes up on the test. Because let's face it, sometimes we hear, we get those essay questions and we just go write something down. <laughs> Everybody's done that. Let's see. What about that war of 1812? Well, let's see. You know, and you just try to remember something. But as a teacher, when you know that you've planted that seed and that seed has come up and turned into something that, that the person actually knows and understands, it's huge. It's a wonderful thing. Every teacher loves that, and I certainly love it. Um, this is great. Three shots of fertilizer, plenty of rain, not a hard time. I don't know why it's going to tassel so soon before it's tall as tall as you want it to be, that corn that we're talking about. I will say this. Different varieties are going to be different. And that's really the only other factor that you've got um, out there. I don't think that there's a temperature issue. I don't think that there is a timing issue because you, if you're already if you're already up to fertilizing them three times, then you certainly have had plenty of time in the ground. So I want to know myself what happened to that corn because I don't know. It's interesting, interesting stuff. We are always looking for more ways to make gardening part of our world in a bigger sense and frankly sometimes when we get to this time of the year it's easy to just say well i'll go to the farmer's market you should go to the farmer's market and you should grow what you can't what you can grow that they don't grow or frankly that you want more of or as you've heard this morning all these different varieties of tomatoes that people are growing you can't possibly grow all of them but you can grow some of them and somebody else can grow some of them and then you go to the farmers market and they've grown some others so that's what makes it so much fun as we get into hot pepper territory this is really the time of year when the hot peppers start to do their beautiful beautiful work and i've got to say to you i can't possibly grow all the hot peppers that i like but the farmer's market's going to have banks and banks of them. So please make sure that you get to your local market. It might be a farmer's market. might just be a neighborhood market. might be, frankly, um, have some other name. But it's local growers, local vegetables, local flowers. Come on now. You know you want them. I hope you'll get out there and make sure that you do that. Make sure that you get yourself an opportunity, too, to get to know, to those, know those farmers. And if you've got an event coming up, you know what? Most people can custom grow for you. Hmm, think about those pumpkins for this fall. Right now it's time to plant them. Tell your farmer you can get more of what you want. Information coming out today about how to tackle depression. We know that gardening helps with that, but we got some other things too. And a few things about the memory of fear. Why do we remember the things we're afraid of when our mind massages so many other things that we might have wanted to remember? Hmm. Think about it. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. 
was a river hobo Live and die by the river's bend your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Ladies, are you tired of hair loss products that don't work? Then meet Ravella. Powered by breakthrough ingredient Procelanil, Ravella Hair Serum directly targets and reawakens hair follicles. After a six-week clinical trial using Ravella, 97% of women saw thicker, fuller-looking hair. So try Ravella risk-free today at RavellaHair.com and enter code RADIO15 for 15% off. That's RavellaHair.com. R-E-V-E-L-A hair.com. Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Hartley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Between business life, social life, and her best bud, Loki, Beverly has a lot to focus on, especially while fighting Stargard, a blinding retinal disease. But she's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding retinal diseases, providing hope to people with vision loss. And for Beverly, winning the fight means focusing on what's closest to her. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. 
Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Yeah, indeed. It's a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> why not have ladybugs? Y'all are so funny. Well, we lo- I love my ladybugs. This is one of those critters that we get the two different rounds of phone calls. There's people over here ready to buy them. Bring them in. You can come to my house. I'd be happy to give you a half a cup full. I got lots. But there are other people that are trying to keep them out of the house. So they're vacuuming them up and <laughs> putting them outside. Other people are buying them. So they're not necessarily the same one. There's two different kinds of ladybird beetles that are very common in our world. But, yes, both of them eat aphids. One of them will actually try to bite you a little bit and give you a, a problem. That's the one that usually comes into the house. But, of course, of course, wouldn't it be that way? But the other one, and both of them actually eat aphids. So they're whichever ones you might either gather from my house or from your neighbor's house that has plenty how do I have that? Why do I have ladybugs? Well, I have ladybugs or ladybird beetles, as they are technically known, because I don't use conventional pesticides. This year, we've even taken another step. It's all um, string trimming and, and rotary mowing in, in my garden to try and cut down on, first of all, the noise, the sound of the, the, the machines irritates me, but even more so, um, the, the whole business of disrupting the environment has been, I have so many wild, so much wildlife and so many happy critters that I really don't want them to be disturbed by the activities of maintaining the place. So there's all of that going on too. So yes, absolutely, you are, you're no question no question dog plenty of them hundreds and hundreds (laughs) at my place um let's see well uh i i don't know papa i i don't know papa um lime could be an issue if your ph is a little bit too acid i don't think it would have i think it would have affected the way it bloomed though i don't know that it would affect the way the tree actually grow well the plant actually grows but it's not going to hurt Save some eggshells, make a crush, and put around the base of it, or get some lime and make yourself a steep and make a tea. Why not, huh? Your brain responds to things in such crazy ways. Um, we're, we're looking at research from MIT and from Tulane, which are two of the best places for this sort of research over time. Um, there's a neuromodulator in your head. It, it, they, they, it's a subject of the MIT study. This is the locus cerulius, which has incredible effects all the way through your brain what happens with it is what how you respond to something that is a surprise 
Um, and, you know, somebody may, may, may yell at you, surprise you, call out boo, and, and you don't hiccup anymore. Okay? That's one response. But there also are others. There's the fight or flight. There's, there are, are, are also the turn away completely. Don't ever go back to that movie theater because you didn't want to see that again. You know, but the ways that we respond to good surprises are frankly just the same as the way that we react in our brains to the ones that are not so good. It's an interesting piece that how we learn, we don't respond the same way the next time. It's why the second joke doesn't go over as fast on the same subject as the first one does. It's why the second attempt to make you stop hiccuping doesn't work because you've just had that. And in this new particular study appearing in in Nature, they want us to understand that there's there's a whole business that your brain, the surprise happens, and your brain gets a reward from paying attention to it. And we believe it comes from way back when. If you didn't pay attention to those surprises, you might not get to the next one. You know, predatory animals and whatnot being what they are. We have other research this week that tells us that, yes, in fact, alligators um, did once prey on humans. Duh! <laughs> when you think, thought that they did? Come on. They weren't necessarily um, us, you know, but our, our ancestors. And meanwhile, on the same track, but from the other end of the country, research from Tulane is telling us the amygdala is giving us that emotional hub in our brain that allows us to actually remember things that scare us. So we have the opportunity to hang on to the things that surprise us and learn from them. And then we have the opportunity to remember the ones that scared us. You think this makes some sense? You think your brain's not the most amazing organ? I think it's the most amazing, amazing organ. Um, talking about this beautiful plant, it's, uh, I've been looking at this plant for Ray and Gluckstadt, and I do know what it is. I just can't tell you what the name of it is. It took me a week to figure out the last one, by the way, that I couldn't remember. It turned out to be self-heal, um, Prunella vulgaris, for those of you who want to know. Let's see. Um, oh, now this is an interesting idea that you can't, you cannot forget a face when you have had, have a dream with random people in it that are people you've seen that day. In other words, you can't forget that face. I don't know. I guess it, I like that. Uh, I, I dream in faces, so, but I'm always better with faces than I am with names. Maybe I need to get a different dream exercise going. <laughs> I can remember your face. I can remember your voice, but I may or may not remember your name. I can probably remember where I met you, but I may not be able to remember your name. Isn't that funny? Back on the on the depression issue, we always try to give you something around here. I always want you to have something else to make you feel a little better because we have such a huge issue with depression. A lot of people garden, frankly, because it's the only thing that makes them feel good, and that's fine. But I would like for you to have a few other things that would make you feel good. And we are finally having this opportunity, you know, coming from the absolute marriage of the my two worlds. Gardening takes guts. Y'all have been so good to help me with that. Yes, that's right. What goes on in our bellies has a whole lot to do with what goes on in our brains. And gardening feeds both of those things. So if we are eating better, if we are eating the things that actually nourish our bodies as opposed to the ones that Tastes good right now, but don't actually do so much good later on. You know what I'm talking about. It's really important um, for us to recognize that those choices contribute to what Winston Churchill called the black dog. 
Now, that was he didn't have a black doll. He may have. I don't know. But in his mind, that was the yipping, the yapping that you hear in your head. In his case, the depression came in the form of the, the whole business of questioning. And it came in the form of imposter syndrome. I'm really not as good as they think I am. If you, by the way, if you don't have that, if you don't have a little bit of imposter syndrome in your world, then you're probably a narcissist and you probably don't know as much as you think you do. But imposter syndrome itself, is, of course, is something that keeps us from doing what we can do. It's like math anxiety. We, we decide that we have math anxiety, and so therefore even when math makes sense and we can do it, we don't grab it. Imposter syndrome, well, we, I'm, I'm not as good as you think I am, and if you find out how good I'm not, then you'll turn away. Well, that's what he's talking about, Winston Churchill, in, in talking about this whole business of the black dog in his head t- telling him he's not as good as somebody else. You are as good as somebody else, every one of you, everybody. We're all as good as our own selves, and hopefully we're better today than we were yesterday because that's the reason for living and learning and growing. But it's go- it goes right down to what you put in. And as we are always talking about around here, when you eat better, you feel better. And then you feel like doing more gardening. So it makes more sense all the way around to keep yourself as healthy as you can, to understand that there is great joy in moderation, even moderating the moderation every now and then. But when you have the opportunity, plant a seed. Plant a seed today. Plant one tomorrow. Plant it one next week. And give yourself the opportunity to get the joy back from having all of those things that come to you through gardening, through your own effort, and through taking care of yourself. And by all means, come back here next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Hello, everyone. I'm Bob. Welcome to the digging safety class. Hey, Bob. You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811. I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living. I know, man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel. Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. 
Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 